0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Hello and welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. It's Francesca and today is going to be something a little bit different. So usually with my podcasts, I research out what I'm going to talk about that week. It's on a particular topic. I'll seek out other people who have done a lot of research on the subject. I'll get statistics. I'll get takeaways that you can use in your real life. Today is just going to be a little bit more of an informal chat And I hope you like it. Do you know what? If I hate it, I'm going to delete it. If you hate it, bear with. Next week, we'll be back to normal. But I get a lot of questions asked on my Instagram over and over and over again. Frequently asked questions, mostly about how I met my husband. Did I manifest twins? How did I manifest the genders of all my children, how did I get all girls? And mostly along those lines. And also I thought I would like to talk about some of my favourite manifesting techniques. So rather than it being quite a structured, you might not notice it is structured, but my end, I have like 10 pages of notes. <laughs> and for me it's very like, okay, don't talk too much about your own life, Fran. I give people some like takeaway stuff that they can do at home. But today I'm just gonna uh what's the word? off the cuff. Do you know what? I've got baby brain. Words do not come to me, which is not good when you're doing a podcast. So I think I've mentioned this before, but I think the most important thing when you want to manifest something is deciding exactly what it is that you want. Clarity is power. And the more You can be specific about the result that you want. The more specific your result will be. If your goal is kind of vague, your result will be kind of vague. Um, I did the magic at the beginning of the year along with two of my friends in January. And it was about day 11 or 12 of the magic where you have to actually write out your goals that you want to achieve. What are your 10 goals that you actually want to achieve? Why are you doing this? Where do you want to get and I wrote my goals in no particular order, but one of them was to have a baby by the end of the year or to be pregnant by the end of the year. And that was something that was really important to me. My daughter that I have now is getting older. I'm getting fucking older. I'm 35. Um, I don't want my eggs to shrivel up and dry. So I, that was something that was quite important to me, quite high up the list. Well, would you bloody believe that the very next day after doing that list, I found out I was pregnant? I was like, what the fuck is this? It, it is bizarre how these things happen. I'd never written down before I want to have a baby in 2020. I had thought in my mind, oh, I'd like to have a baby soon. I'd like Bohemia to be close in age to her sister. But I'd never written down the specifics of it. And that very next day, I was actually going to record a podcast with Callum Best. And I couldn't help but just tell him and the producer, Emma, who's my friend. I was like, guess what, guys? I've just been doing the magic. And uh, yesterday I wrote down that I wanted to have a baby. And today I'm pregnant. It is bizarre how sometimes when something's really pure and you have no, um, you have no holding back from it, there were no doubts in my mind that it can manifest super quickly. And he's like, wow, that's amazing. I said, yep, and it's going to be a baby girl. And he's like, wow, if it's a girl, you've got to come back on and do another episode. So I'm going back, I guess, because it turns out I'm having not one girl, but two. And that leads me on to my other question that is frequently asked on my Instagram is how do I go about the whole choosing of the genders and how have I managed to get three girls? Now, this is something that I just want to put out top that I know that some people might be really offended that I do not want boys but let me just give you a little bit of background. So when my sister and I were growing up we had a weird family thing where for a number of reasons and a series of events over the last 80 years I guess my maternal side of my family believed that they could not have boys They believed that if they had boys, they would have muscular dystrophy. And I remember being a child and my parents saying to me, Oh, yeah, when you come to have a baby, if it's a boy, you'll have to like not have him. And I was like, looking back, a slightly wild thing to say to a young child, but you know. 80s parenting, you've got to love it. Um, They're very honest with us. And so I grew up believing boys are bad, boys are bad, boys are bad. You don't want a baby boy. You only want girls. Luckily, as always, my sister, my saviour, went before me. She's older, haha. So she had children before me and she had a lot of genealogy tests done. And it turned out that actually it was just some weird medical advice from over like in the the 40s, 50s, 60s, and even up to the 80s that was perhaps a little bit, a little bit hearsay, a little bit miscommunication. And actually everything was fine. And my sister has three healthy boys. But I think something like that cuts pretty deep. And I can't get over this fact that I just always saw myself with girls. When I envisioned my life as a child, I always envisioned my life with daughters. That's how I saw myself. And that's what I want. I love girls clothes. I love um, I love my daughter. I love that when she's older, I really hope that we can go to spas together and that I might go on a hem party. Let's be honest, a boy takes a wife for girls for life. I just like girls. Don't judge me. And so when I was having my first daughter, Bohemia, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I was like, I know that this is a girl. I know it. And luckily she was when I found out I was having twins, which was the plot twist of my life, I had quite a lot of anxiety of, okay, what are the chances of one being a girl, but actually now there's got to be two that are a girl. Like that's a double chance for it to go wrong. And there's that slight possibility that I could end up with two fucking boys. So I had a slight panic slash nervous breakdown just over the whole twin thing in general. And I I decided that I had to get myself in a right frame of mind for a DNA test. So there is a test that you can have at 10 weeks, which I did not know about this with my first daughter. It's 400 pounds. It's called a harmony test. And they can test the DNA in your blood at 10 weeks to find out if there's a Y chromosome present, which means that then there would be that it would be a a boy or two boys in my case. Or if it's just an X chromosome in your blood, then obviously I'm a woman. And that means that the babies in my womb are both girls as well. So as soon as I found out about this test, I booked up and booked in to have it done. So, the first couple of weeks of my pregnancy before this test were quite wrought with uh, anxiety, which looking back now, I can see why it is such an important thing to me. Um, and when it isn't certain, it, it does make you quite anxious. And I knew that I had to get rid of that anxiety and take back the control and get in a good frame of mind. And the father of the babies would get so angry with me because he would want to talk about, well, what if they're boys? And I literally would be like, do not speak to me about if they're boys because I cannot have that entering my my bubble. I can't have it entering my atmosphere. If you talk about them being boys, I'm going to literally get up and walk away because that's how strongly, like he doesn't really understand with the whole law of attraction, but I was like, I can't have that entering my consciousness. You need to just desist, Okay. And so I did a couple of things in the lead up to having this test and waiting for the results. I set my screensaver on my phone as pictures of twin baby girls that I found on Instagram. So I will actually try and find this picture if I've still got it and put it on my Instagram so you can see what it is. But it was just a little vision board of just cute matching twin baby girls. And it just really gave me. We'll be back after a quick break.
0: Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes.
1: An incentive. Every time I saw my phone, like however many times a day, 200 times a day, I'd look at it and be like, that's what's coming, that's what's coming. I would only follow twin mums on Instagram that had twin girls. I would refuse to follow any twin mums that had a boy or two boys. That's changed now. Now that I know, I I do follow them as well. But at that point, I couldn't let that into my social media bubble. And then the next thing I did was that I actually took some action and I found a twin mum on Facebook. Shout out Lucy, who sells all of her matching twin baby girl clothes at a fraction of the cost that she bought them. And they're in immaculate condition. Thank you very much. I've got about six bags full. I saw that she was selling twin baby matching clothes. And I just messaged her and said, I'm a buyer. I'm having twin baby girls. Um, Show me your shit. I will buy that shit. And I did. I bought six bags full of it. And you might think, Fran, that's crazy. Why would you buy matching baby girl stuff before you even know what you're having? But I had to get into that. I have to act as if I had to invest emotionally, financially, physically, everything that these babies were the twin girls that I had always dreamed of. So now comes the interesting part. So I go for the DNA test and I have a scan and they take my blood. And obviously the scan, it's far too early to tell on there. They tell from your blood. And I had to wait over a week for the results. And I got so impatient that I messaged the lady and said, look, as soon as you get the results in, I don't, because they came in from like Finland or somewhere, Norway, some kind of Nordic country. I said to her, as soon as you get those results in, you need to call me. You need to, I don't care what time of day it is, you need to call me. So she's like, I understand the Urgency. So, she called me at eight o'clock at night on the very last day that she had said that they could possibly come. Because so it was supposed to take two days, it took nearly two fucking weeks. Uh, my anxiety was sky high. She calls me. I'm not in a good place because coronavirus has just happened. We've just gone into lockdown. I think we're on like day three or four of lockdown. So pretty low on the old corona coaster. And she says, "Good news." Neither of your babies have any syndromes or, or problems, praise be to the universe. But there is a Y chromosome. So there's at least one boy because they're not identical or they, they might be identical. They're in separate sacks. Twins are very confusing. Um, there could be one or two boys, but we can't tell you how many, but we know there's a boy. Cue me having a minor nervous breakdown. I said, thank you very much. Goodbye. I hung up that phone. I called my sister and I cried for about 20 minutes. I then called my mum and cried for a further 20 minutes. I felt so badly about this result. I couldn't, and I, again, I just want to let you know I know that I'm very, I'm very grateful that I can have children and that they're healthy. And if, You know, a healthy boy or a girl, I understand that for a lot of people that is would. And I'm not saying I'm just saying personally for me, I've always seen myself with girls to tell me I'm having a boy. It felt like someone had taken my future daughter and run over her in the street because I feel them so clearly in my mind that when someone tells me that that's not what it is, I'm like, you just killed my future daughter. What have you done with her? Like, have you kidnapped her? That's how I felt. Just letting you know, because I am aware that this might sound a bit dramatic. Um, so I had a proper nosedive. My dad had to come over, break his isolation to go for a walk with me and just try and like basically talk me down off an edge. And it worked. It worked. I came home and I was putting my daughter to bed that night, gave her a bath and stuff. And while she was in the bath, because I love doing things whilst she's in the bath, It's great. It's at least half an hour. Sometimes I give myself a facial. Sometimes I sit and write my gratitude list. Sometimes I read a book. Honestly, it's the time to get shit done. So I decide while she's in the bath that I'm going to sit and write a gratitude list. And I am going to write 10 things I'm thankful for about this pregnancy. So I wrote, I'm very thankful that I have two healthy babies. Some people can't get pregnant at all. I'm very thankful this has happened to me. I'm so thankful that Bohemia is going to have siblings. I'm so thankful that the baby might, one might still be a girl. Um, And I wrote out this list of all these things to be thankful for in this situation that was causing me such sort of anguish at the time. I put Bohemia to bed. It took approximately 40 minutes. Maybe we were upstairs with that gratitude list for about an hour. Oh, I forgot. I just want to add in at this point. When I got this news, I also felt, completely um, unable to accept it. I refused to take off the screensaver on my phone, although it made me so upset. I refused to take the screensaver off my phone that had twin baby girls on it. It seemed to just be rubbing my nose in it, but I actually refused to take it off. And I actually, I said to my sister, I believe that perhaps when I was born, I was a hermaphrodite or something. And you know, when they choose a gender for you, cause I'm pretty tall and I've had a boob job. I could have been a man. I could have been, I could have been a feminine man. No, potentially I was choosing to believe that potentially I was a hermaphrodite over the fact that my children could be boys. That's, that was my level of disbelief at this result. Okay. So I kept my, my belief strong. And I still kept the faith. I didn't take off that um I didn't take off the the uh, screensaver. I didn't be like, oh fuck it, I'll just follow all the twin boy mums now and start looking at shitty boy fashion. No, I didn't. I just kept the faith. So I put Bohemia to bed, I go downstairs, and you better believe I had eleven missed calls on my phone and about a hundred messages. It's the lady from the clinic. She says, please, can you call me, Francesca? I'm afraid we've given you the wrong result. So I looked down and on the original certificate that she sent me, I never looked at it because I was crying so much and it's such small print. I just didn't even look at it. If someone tells you there could be a boy and they're both healthy, why are you going to look at this certificate from this lab? What's it going to tell me that's new? I'm not a scientist. Well, if I had looked at it, I would have seen that it says... X chromosome only, all female pregnancy. I phoned that woman back as fast as my fingers can dial. And she said, I'm so sorry. We gave you the wrong result. It's actually an all female pregnancy. I had one of those moments, which I often do. And I have to say, I fucking live for these moments. I live for them where it is such a specific life changing result that you're like, fuck, this shit works. If you let go of all of your doubts, if you let go of all of your barriers, if you truly believe with every shred of your being that this is the result you're going to get, it happens. I had a lab, a place that... A fucking scam place that charges £400 for a DNA test. They did a DNA test and told me I was having a boy and I still refused to believe it. And it came back, the result changed and it came back that I was having two girls. I felt like I'd won the jackpot. I felt I'd won the lottery. I could not believe my luck. And I was like, look, it doesn't matter. We all make mistakes. You, I've got to go. I've got to phone everyone I know. And I called everyone I knew and I told them the news. A lot of people didn't even know what had happened because I really didn't accept the first result. When they told me, boys, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell it. I didn't even tell the father of the babies. I didn't tell him because I was like, it's not fucking true. I'm not going to tell you something that's not true. So anyway, that's that story. Um, I think that's the most incredible thing that has happened to me with the law of attraction this year. Maybe to date, I think that and meeting my vision board husband nearly two years after I put them on my vision board. That was pretty crazy. But this, being told the DNA test you've been given is wrong. And actually, you've got two girls. I've always said, if I could have all girls, I would have a million. Let's let let's not. Let's just have three. So another thing I like to do is take the next step towards your goal. Or Tony Robbins likes to do, what are the next three things you can do? So um, when I was, say... So when I said that I wanted to have a baby and I put that on my goal list at the beginning of the year, I had a little tiny baby grow that was a little leopard print one. And I took that out of its packet and hung it up on a hanger and hung it right at the front of my rail in my dressing room. So that is what you could see when you looked in the mirror. And I, again, I did that a day or two before I found out I was pregnant. So actually taking the actions and being like, right, I need to start preparing for this baby coming, whether it's taking something that signifies that baby out and hanging it up and being like right, that's going to get worn this year. Washing it, whatever it might be, preparing for their arrival. I also did it recently when I found out I was having twins. This is obviously very unexpected. I recently bought a house just in December, so we're talking six months ago, and I thought that life was just going to be me and Bowie, and potentially a little baby sister in the future. So. It's not the biggest house because, you know, I'm minimalist. You know, I would rather spend time with my children than have the big, world's biggest mortgage. And I I just prefer small spaces. But it, it's not the biggest. It's three bedroom, but we use the third bedroom as a dressing room because, look, there's a lot to do with minimalism. That's for like a whole other podcast. And when I found out I was having twins, I was like, oh, OK, in a couple of years, this house will not be big enough for us even with an extension. So I need to fucking level up and I need to start looking around at what my ideal house would be. So I saw this house that was for sale in my village that I actually saw years ago when I was getting divorced. And I absolutely loved it. I even considered selling my flat for it because from the outside, it was beautiful. And I just loved the look of it Well, it was back on the market. And I thought, I hate to be a time waster. And I really hope that heart estate agents in Lincoln are not listening to this, Uh, but I decided to just book a viewing, even though I have only just bought this house and I don't really have any means or intention of moving straight away, but I just wanted to go and see my dream house because I'd never even been inside it. How could I visualize something that I've never been inside? I've never experienced. Well, boy, am I glad I fucking went because Bowie and I walked down there the other week and It was a shit show. It was not my dream house. It was lovely from the outside, but actually inside it was like a warren of rooms and it made me realise, hmm, that's actually not what I want. And so because I took that next step, there could have been two outcomes. I could have walked in there and gone, oh my God, this is my dream house. This is amazing. And I would have put my house on the market. We've got zero stamp duty for the next year, haven't we, in the UK because of this whole coronavirus. That would have been brilliant for me. And, And I would have made it happen. But actually, the other alternative is you could walk in there and something you think you want and that you think you want to manifest and and waste your energy and waste your time on. You're like, actually, I don't even like this. So I'm glad I went and now I can open up my spectrum and see what else is out there and see what other houses I might potentially like. Because you know what? If you want it badly enough, it will happen. So taking that next step, do the viewing Go and view the house, view your dream house, see what it actually feels like inside. Is it something that you would actually like? If it's a car, go and look at your dream car, go and test drive it. Take whatever next step it is to make your goal a slight more reality, because there's two outcomes. Like I said, you either go in and you go, fuck me, I'm going to dedicate every day of the next year to making sure this happens. Or you walk away and think, actually, I'm not that fussed, I quite like my house where I am now, or I quite like my car that I've got now. The two outcomes are both positive because you have a clearer clarity that doesn't make any sense. The only outcome is whether good or bad is that you have a much clearer vision of where you want to go. So anyway, those are my top manifesting tips. Um, decide what you want. Clarity is power. Um, do something like the magic. Do a manifestation process, maybe that you can do with other people, or even if you're doing it on your own, to give you a little bit of structure. I love the magic by Rhonda Byrne. I also love doing um, Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. To be honest, you don't even have to follow the Miracle Morning. Just getting up an hour or two earlier, it will change your life. I'm going to do a whole podcast on Miracle Mornings because I fucking love them. Get into the right frame of mind, particularly if you're waiting for results or you're going to a big event. So I now wouldn't um go to a particular holiday or an event or an interview or a whatever it might be without getting in the right frame of mind first, because it takes a couple of days to get there and get your vibration high. But actually, it's so much worth it to get the desired result. Create a bubble for yourself and that's only surrounding yourself with people, ideas, imagery, even on social media, everything that supports your vision. Make a vision board for your phone. The reason I do it on my phone is a screensaver rather than, I think people used to like get magazines and cut them out. But if you think about it, Look at the amount of magazines you have around your house. What are the chances that images that really speak to you, that when you look at them, they really touch you, are going to be in those fucking magazines? Slim to none. So actually, if you go on Pinterest, you can type in anything and you can find exactly what you're looking for for your vision board. And it's just digital. You put it as your screensaver. You see it multiple times a day and you can change it as soon as you achieve what's on there. And finally taking action as if it's happening. That is absolutely my favorite thing to do. Go and see the house, clear out the wardrobe, take out the baby clothes out the plastic and, and put, hang them up. Take the action. Take the action. So anyway, that's all we have time for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, if this is not for you and you prefer a more structured kind of style, then that will be back next week. But if you do like this, I might do a couple of episodes where it's just answering people's questions because I love that shit too. um If you want to ask me a question, you can either leave a review ha <laughs> ha, see what I'm doing there, a little bit tricky, but you can leave me a review here on apple um podcasts, and if you leave me a five star one that would be fucking great um or you can go to my Instagram and just comment on any of the pictures and leave a question. And I'll try and include it in the next question and answer session. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Um, and if you want to see pictures of a very pregnant lady with a litter picker, because that is what my life has come to now. My mother has lent me my 95 year old nan's litter picker because I cannot bend down and pick things up off the floor anymore. So if you want to see a pregnant lady with her very own litter picker, uh, follow me at Francesca Amber. You won't regret it. All right. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. Tell a friend about the podcast. Imagine if everyone shared this with one friend. My numbers would double. The law of attractions changed my life. It's going to change yours too. I'll see you next week. millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are um so check it out um i'll leave the link down below
0: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm.